Gil. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a oh. colossal obsession. Yes. <coughs> okay, before our guest dies. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been feeling well. Yeah, if someone can get our guest some oxygen, please. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> because I, of the, the back. I've had this really bad, like a bad back. Hello? Let him introduce uh, you. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, I forgot about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. <laughs> and we're having a return guest. Yes. And she was of that era. You don't find out-and-out out impressionist on mimics, which she fell asleep. I, yeah, I know. Imagine if it was a long intro. <laughs> yeah. A little nap, a quick one. Of of like the greats of Frank Gorshin, Rich Little, George Kirby. Yeah, yeah. George Kirby. Ola. Oh, a Will Jordan. We just oh, lost the great Will Jordan. Yeah. yeah you want to say it who it is? Uh, it, it's <laughs> Marilyn Michaels, the great impressionist Marilyn Michaels. Don't get carried away. <laughs> Welcome back, me. Marilyn. It's people get very carried away. You know, I mean, lately there's this this guy was after me. Can you believe it? Yes, and he tells me wonderful things all the time. Right away, I don't trust them. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Doing Jackie Mason. She says you're terrific. You're <laughs> Fantastic. I never saw you a wonderful woman, a beautiful, terrific. Marilyn is back for a return visit. She has a new book. Oh. Would you like to read the title? Okay. Marilyn Michaels' new book is How Not to Cook for the Rest of Your Life. Which she wrote with her son, Mark Wilk, who yeah. is here with us as well. Hi, Mark, Mark. welcome. The book is hilarious. Oh. Laugh out loud funny. Oh, yes. Uh, I went through certain pages and mark them up, and we're going to talk about them. I knew you were going to do that. What made you want to write this, Marilyn, this this book about how much you hate to cook? Because I hate it so very much. I have, you know, high anxiety, but especially when I go into the kitchen. Because after sex, invariably, someone says, I'm going to the kitchen, can I fix something for you? And it's usually the woman. <laughs> That was in the book. You resent that you have to, I think, Absolutely. fuck a guy and then feed him. Was Hello? that the term? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Honey, would you like a tuna? <laughs> a tuna melt? <laughs> How about a little lobster? A little brie? W- women offered you a food after sex, Gilbert? Uh, no. They never <laughs> offered me sex. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read one section of the book here. Oh, I love that. This oh. is one thing mm. that I marked up. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I'm so flattered. Oh. Uh, let's see. Um, go ahead. Talk amongst yourselves while I find this. Oh, well, about my back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was extreme pain all week long. <laughs> oh, now, what do you remember about Will Jordan? Uh-oh. Oh, yes, we just lost Will. Will, oh, First of all, a wonderful person, a wonderful man, a great talent. I mean, I think he was sort of bordering on genius, actually. If you had ever seen him do Clark Gable and Charles Lawton at the same time, which he did on the copycats, 
That was an extraordinary thing. He was the first person to do Ed Sullivan. Oh, really big, here we are in a really big shoe. It was all Will. And then everybody who came after Will was doing Will. You know, they weren't doing Sullivan. They were all picking it up from Will Jordan. So He had a great mind, great scientific mind. Brilliant they say. man. Yeah. Brilliant man. I went man. to his service a couple you of did, weeks ago, yeah. and everybody uh, said the same. Yeah. About him, that his that his mind was just. He was incredible, and then he did Patton. Yeah. Towards the end of his life, he did a lot of corporate stuff yeah. where he was doing George Patton, and he made a lot of money doing that. Great James Mason yeah. too. And oh, God, brilliant! I mean, right, perfect. You had him on the show. I heard. We did yes, have him. He we was great. Him. He was wonderful. It was just, just, and he he liked me so much. I was so, you know, we we love each other. You know. Fans are in awe, and they're always like so excited. Oh my god! And you know, and fawning. Well, I think celebrities and actors feel even more passionately about each other, and that's mm-hmm. how I felt about Will. You like that that group at the Copycats? You got along with everybody. Rich yes. Little's a friend, obviously. Oh, terrific. Will Kirby. Gorshin. Gorshin. You liked Gorshin. Rich Little. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was, I did most of my stuff with Frank Gorshin. Um, he did, uh, I did Judy Garland and he did, uh, Al Jolson mm-hmm. and you can see that on YouTube and yes, it was, those, those are great. Clips. It was a thrill to do that, to work with that level of, of talent, John Biner, mm-hmm. Fred Travelina, Oliver Schultz. The Schellum. late Fred what, Travelina, uh, another oh, great talent. God, was he great. Yeah. You know, he did a Frank Sinatra really unparalleled. And and I said, I don't think I can do Frank Sinatra over lunch. And I said, you're going to do it, and you'll be great at it. He was wonderful. Yeah. I miss him very much. We had Biner here, too. Did you? Here's the section from the book. This is page 88. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried and I had the best whitefish we've ever tasted together at Katz's Deli. (laughs) At the the 100-year anniversary of Katz's. (laughs) To my recollection, this was the first time Gilbert Gottfried was ever completely quiet. There you go. You never told me you had whitefish with Marilyn at, yes. at, <laughs> at Katz's Deli. That's right. That's right. There you go. The book also the book is educational. I mean it's 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 oh. a it's about how you hate to cook. Oh well it's much you, more than that. You darling. resent it. Yes. <laughs> There's just a lot of stuff there. You're not gonna read the sex parts, are you? My son I did is here. Read the, I Hello? did read the sex parts. Hello. I only oh, one card t- on that. Tell us tell us some of the sex parts, Marilyn. Well, getting back to my back. <laughs> 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 so as I was saying, the book the book is also educational. Oh, uh, thank you, Marilyn. You explain to people who might not understand, people who aren't Jewish, who aren't New Yorkers, what schmaltz is. I did, for example. <laughs> oh. Explain, please. Tell our listeners. Because I can't have the, 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 like that because she was really Jewish. You know, you know, all the people who were Jewish and tried. For people not to know, like Dinah Shaw, I'm not Jewish, I'm just Southern. That was such shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, more. What was that? More. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Happy Yom Kippur. <laughs> I don't know. What was I saying? So back to schmaltz. <laughs> back to schmaltz. Schmaltz was chicken fat. Mm-hmm. Still is. Yes, yeah. and and my grandmother, they'd bring it home, and they'd take 
the chicken fat and they throw it on a skillet. And this was something to see it sizzle and it smelled great. And it was like, you know, it could kill you, but they didn't know that. <laughs> Have you been to Sammy's Romanian downtown? I was there a long the time table. ago. Yeah. yeah. They put yeah. it on the table. But that was just one of the, <laughs> one of the things that I talk about, schmaltz. Lots of things. That and was you- very important, that chop liver. A chopped liver. What, what was the chopped liver story? My, my son, Mark, he's my co-author. When I couldn't think of a funny line, he came in right away. He's so talented. The book's very funny. And bless your heart, you got. You also say the best drink in the world is a chocolate egg cream. Yes. Which made me very happy to see. A lot of our listeners are all around the world. They have no idea what a, oh, cho- no. What a chocolate egg cream is. Oh, no. Is. Oh, that's, that's so sad. bad. It's it sad. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. It's tragic. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an odd book because it's sort of a cookbook, but it's, it's an anti-cookbook. No, no. It's definitely an anti-cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet there's advice for how to serve... For how to prepare certain foods. How not to no how not to how not to prepare certain (laughs) foods. How not to do it ever, ever at all. You know, I mean order order in, eat out, whatever. Pay people to do it for you, give them your jewelry. (laughs) Give them your eight millimeter pearls, you know, and and get a beg for food on the street. I mean (laughs) <laughs> it's a, the reason I do the show is because Dara. Do they know who Dara is? Yes, th- yes. The they all they're familiar with Dara. Dara's, she's a lovely girl. She is. She's right here through she's the glass, exhausted. waving. Yes, waving. So she says we have plenty of cookies and things for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dara dislikes cooking too. Is that fair to say, Dara? Yeah. Is this a Jewish woman thing? Let me read one other bit from the book that Just I love. Just one other, darling? That's all? Yes, this is, well, okay. for now, this is about ice cream trucks. I love this. Oh. I must interject that ice cream trucks are not always available, even in 90-degree heat. Then one day it's 50 degrees, what happens? The ice cream truck appears. So to that, I say, fuck you, Mr. Softy. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Complaining as a sport was also a favorite chapter. Yes. You, would you know anything about that, oh, Gilbert? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think when you're sweating and you're hot, you're walking, and there's no ice cream at 90 degrees, then 45, 50, they come out. <laughs> they're, they're there. I don't want it when it's cold. <laughs> I want it when it's hot. <laughs> Oh, there's also some great pictures in the book. Here's you and Sammy. Yes. There's there's some there's some wonderful anecdotes. I did not know the last time you were here, you did not tell us that you auditioned for the Diary of Anne Frank movie yes. at the tender age of 14. Yes, I was 14. Um, you know, George Stevens uh, was the director, yeah. great director. And uh, that would have been marvelous to get that. I thought that I was, you know, cast well, being a Jew with, with a... a long hair and a nose and all the everything <laughs> I needed but he he just didn't think I was the kind of girl who would stay quiet in the attic you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> who did you audition with did you audition with Lou Jacoby or any of the actors darling I don't uh, I only audition alone oh I see <laughs> who's that actress who's great alone the uh, you know uh, uh, the thin one the blonde which, no not street <laughs> <laughs> Contemporary actress? Yeah, yeah. She's and a she's a beautiful gay lady, gorgeous and a thin 
Uh, I forgot her name. Okay. And I always remember meeting you many years ago. Not that many. Control yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I said to my mother, I met Marilyn Michaels, and she said her father was Moishe Oisha. That's mm-hmm. it. My He's uncle. mentioned in the book. Your, the your uncle. uncle. My yeah. uncle. Moishe. Yeah. And he was uh, in Yiddish theater. I he was a great cantor of... Uh, Probably the greatest. When I think in terms of music, I think opera, I think Pavarotti, we usually, you know, if you know anything, you'll think, even if you don't know opera, you'll think uh, Luciano Pavarotti. And you think popular music, you'll think Frank Sinatra. And if you think Jewish music, it's Moshe Oisher. And there are many great um, cantors and chazans and so forth. But my uncle was extraordinary. He was uh, he was a movie star too. He did films. Uh, yeah, we talked about a lot that of time film. We had yes, uh, he was he was quite quite amazing. I'll get you some music so you can you can listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Always love the May West. Um, yes. Speaking of auditioning and food, you auditioned for Zelig and Woody wouldn't feed you. Do I have this? Oh right? oh oh! You want me to talk? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the book. If it, you know. Oh, Mark does the greatest wedding. It's bad <laughs> trying to do it this way. Do it, do it. You're not on. on you can jump on the do mic it, do if it, you'd do like. It, jump Mark. on the mic. Come over here and do it. it, it. Uh, yes, uh, food was uh, not in the budget. You know, films are expensive, and uh, we didn't. Uh, the pastrami sandwiches would put us over the limit, so we. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened? He didn't feed you. He didn't feed me. He was he was strange. He was so strange, and I had a big crush on him. I thought, oh god, like Woody Allen. Oh god, he'll know that I'm the woman for him, and not me. And and um, he, he was just uh, I don't know. He was very cold, and uh-huh. he would communicate through um, one of his interns. I mean, I'd be sitting as as close to him as I am to Mark <laughs> right, right next now, to him. <laughs> and he'd tell someone else. He'd say, tell her to be here at nine a.m. and they would say, "Be here at nine a.m. tomorrow." It was it was very very strange. Okay, and I thought that <laughs> maybe he was that way, and he would have been nicer to me if I had brought along my my small Asian daughter. <laughs> 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 But I don't have a small Asian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want to ask you about some of the other encounters in the book. Encounters? Phil Silver's made a play for you? Oh, listen. (laughs) Bilko. Listen, I want to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And Danny Kaye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, I want to tell you about comics. Darling, you should excuse the expression. You know, my editor, um, uh, Seth Aronstein, is a he's a a, a, a re- very religious kind of orthodox guy, and I say in the book that comedians, comics, are hornier than a um, an orthodox Jew at a mikvah. You know, <laughs> and he kind of took umbrage at that, and he's not supposed to. I said, look, you you know. <laughs> you, 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 you're the you're the editor. You're not supposed to tell me. Uh, you take umbrella. Hello, <laughs> I know they're horny. You don't know. 
<laughs> you said that you flirted with Jerry Lewis. He would pop into your oh. dressing room at Harris. Yes. And he was quaffed, beautifully quaffed from the waist up, but from the waist down he was wearing was bunny quaffed. slippers. I was wearing. You were quaffed. Yes. Oh, you were quaffed. wearing the bunny slippers. I was wearing the bunny slippers. I got slippers. the story wrong. You did. Okay. But you had a little thing for Jerry. You kind of thought I did. Jerry was Yeah. Yeah. I did. and oh, actually I've I've had crushes on on the comedians because they're so brilliant. They're so brilliant. Gilbert too? Gilbert very much brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Very much brilliant. So what happened with Phil Silvers and Danny Kaye planning one on your lips? Well, what they would do is, I sound like Elizabeth Taylor now. They would would come into the dressing room after, uh, Danny Kaye was following me into, um, in Phoenix, Arizona, the Uh Phoenix Star Theater, after I did Funny Girl, and he was uh, following me in, and he saw the show, and he obviously liked it. He came into the dressing room. And I was quite, I adored him. I was quite taken, Danny Kay. He just came in there and he just swooped me up and kissed me passionately. And then he left. It's <laughs> <laughs> very strange. And I never saw him again. That's it. You never saw him. And I never saw him again. And we never spoke or anything. But he just slipped me the tongue and left. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? I guess he wanted to do it. <laughs> and Phil he Silvers? He wanted to do it. That's what I'm telling you, right? <laughs> Talk to Ruth. And Phil Silvers was the same way. The only thing about Phil Silvers, and do they know who Phil Silvers is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Our, our listeners, sure. Your listeners, too. But with Phil Silvers, um, he was, uh, we did a month in. In Las Vegas, two shows a night, no days off, until unconscious. <laughs> and he sent flowers before he did it. <laughs> and then he just, one night he decided he was going to make his move, went into the dressing room, swooped me up, kissed me passionately, and left. <laughs> <laughs> So this happened twice. This happened with Danny Kay and Phil Silvers. Yeah. Did you oh, ever I'm giving com- the, st- what, the stories away. Um, what, what? Did what, you what? ever communicate with him again after the incident? After the kissing incident? Well, sort of, yeah. Uh-huh. Because uh, <laughs> I'm doing my Diane Keaton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we were working two shows a night every night. So we did communicate. But he didn't do the kissing. He did it only that one time. I see. But and, it was very effective. And Rickles never... Uh... Rickles didn't do it. He wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but his wife was in attendance. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was there. So, um, so no, no, he didn't do it. But Jerry... Um, I, I I loved Jerry. I always loved. Yeah. We lost uh, Jerry since we saw you last, yes. and Rickles, both yes. passed. And I'm very proud to here. say that I, at Mark and I did um, uh, the birthday party. Yeah, right. Fryer. Yeah, the Friars. Yeah. Oh, was that Jerry's party? Yeah. 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 Here's a uh, reference in the book I love, uh, Marilyn. You're talking about the old eateries on Second Avenue. Yes. Back in the day, the mm-hmm. cafe, the Cafe Royale, Ratner's, was a golden age. It was. Do you remember these places, Gilbert? Oh, uh, yeah, some of them. And I also remember when they used to have the automat. 
Do we yeah. have to go back that far? <laughs> we yeah. talked, we <laughs> That's the why automat. I came here today to talk about the automat. Where they'd have a little lion's head and a hot chocolate would come out of there. And the food was just wonderful. Yeah. I was a very small girl. It was just wonderful. But Get yeah. out of those little glass doors. Just terrific. All of that. Yes, I do talk about that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of food history in the book, food too. Food history. And all those great restaurants, Ratner's, there's a great dairy restaurant. It's gone now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Some of those great eateries are gone from L.A., too. I mean, the Derby's gone and, is and Jason's is gone. Cantor's is still there. still there. Still dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but an authentic Jewish deli experience. <laughs> you had both Betty Davis and Joan Crawford encounters? Oh, yes, I did. What was Joan Crawford like? What was your experience oh, of her? Oh, my God. She was am- uh, amazing. She cared so much. She cared about what they thought about her. She was sitting yeah. on the dais, and they were. It was for Pepsi Cola, and they um, were rattling off her credits, you know. Uh huh. And she was on tenterhooks, really nervous that they they shouldn't miss one of her her movies. Of there were many, and then I performed, and I went over really well. And she wouldn't let it be. She she needed to be part of it. She had to be part of the spotlight. Yes. Yeah. And she ran onto the stage and grabbed me by the wrist and ran around circles with me on stage. I'll never forget that. Wow. It was unreal to think that um, Joan Crawford needed to do this. Even with all that she'd accomplished and achieved. Yeah. She needed it. Well, she was turned on by by my uh, performance, right. which was very nice. And Betty Davis, elevator Betty encounter. Betty Davis, she was great. <laughs> <laughs> I perform. It's starting to get hot in here. Anyway, she, I did a thing at the. I was some big event. And she got very excited about it. She was with her daughter. BD. BD, what yeah. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible girl. <laughs> that girl was so horrible. <laughs> Tell us about the Playboy. Uh, Betty Davis oh. said to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you were fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> well, I carry that my whole life. Oh, that's nice. Yes, it is. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this. Gilbert will appreciate this. You did a layout for Playboy. You were Streisand, you were Bette Midler, you were Lily Tomlin's Ernestine. Yes. And (laughs) you did Maria Von Trapp with two little people from The Wizard of Oz. You really uh, read the book. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's my job, Marilyn. Well, who were the little people? Do you, was one of them Jerry Marin? Do you remember oh, the names? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, they were the Munchkins from The Wizard. Of right. We just. I think we just lost the last one. I know. Yeah. And you ha- said you should have. You should have taken your clothes off for that. For that shoot, you say I, in the book. I did. Well, they wanted me to be naked. That's <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn pours her apple juice. They, my, yeah, I'm a little messy tonight. That's okay. They wanted me to be. Topless, uh-huh. you know, 
And this is before he was a twinkle in my eye or uh-huh. anything. And, you know, my boobs look really great and everything. But <laughs> <laughs> I said, I had picture approval. And I did a few. There's a fly in here. <laughs> I did a few uh, topless ones. And they looked, my tits were great. <laughs> God, they were standing up, Marcus saluting his head in his the ears. world. <laughs> but I refused to let them use it. Good for you. I uh, should have let them use it. <laughs> good for you. How were the little people? Did you get along well with them? They were small. <laughs> <laughs> They had them there sitting. I was Von Trapp, and and they were sitting. They were throwing rosebuds, and they were piping in the voices of the children from the sound of music. The hills are alive (laughs) with the sound of music, and I'm standing there naked with two small people. A, real, a good memory. This is it. Oh, these are true stories. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, you know, um, what, exaggerating. What about doing Hullabaloo with Sammy, too? I found that interesting. Oh, God. What did they tell you? What did the network tell you not to do? Do you know that I'm telling you all the stories from the book? They're not going to buy the book. But oh, there's plenty thought? more in the book. That's true. Yes. This is, this is the tip of the iceberg. Sammy and I show people, after we did the big duet... The natural f- um, feeling was to embrace mm-hmm. and go, mwah, mwah, you know, kiss, kiss. And so I did that. And Gary Smith took me aside and he took me in a corner and he said, you cannot kiss. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you can't. No kissing with Sammy Davis or we lose the South. Wow. Smith Hemian. Smith came in production. Yeah, sure. Legend. They did all of the Barbara Streisand right. and all of the oh. So they told you you'd lose the South. No 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 embracing, no kissing, no no nothing. Nope. That's kind <laughs> of like I guess it was Bojangles and Shirley Temple. Yeah, and years later Petula Clark and Belafonte yeah. at that in prime time. It's like he was holding hands. Yes. With Shirley Temple, who was three years old. Yeah. So, of course, you hold hands. And and they couldn't take that, a black guy holding hands with a little white girl. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah. Yeah. That was oh, that did... caused uh, controversy. Oh, if you're a wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And that's so iconic. And Harry Belafonte did a Petula Clark special. You know this story. Yeah. And they held hands. <clears throat> and it just created a firestorm. Harry Belafonte held hands with... Petula Clark. I would have held hands with Harry Belafonte. (laughs) (laughs) Just point me in the direction now. Did Bert... This is is interesting. Did you go on a date with Bert Reynolds, who we just lost? Yes. What was that like? Oh, dear. First of all, um, this week has been tough. Yeah. Besides my back, which has been hurting terribly. (laughs) But um, losing Bert, he was a very nice man to me. Mm-hmm. And I met him on a telethon in Baltimore, of all places. <laughs> and this is at the prime of his yeah. beauty. 
it's even before he met Dinah Shore, you know. And and we we uh we went out a few times. You did. You know? How about he, that, Gil? Wow. Went out with what, the what? You're, you're, you're impressed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this not? is yeah. Number one <laughs> box office star in America at the time. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I was seeing somebody. I see. And we were at Sardi's, and he said, he said, how far into it are you? And I said, three months. He said, oh. You're in the thick of it now, you know, the glowy part. But I couldn't turn down a date with Burt Reynolds. Why did you turn down Jimmy Kahn? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, my press agent wanted me to fix me up with, uh, with Jimmy Kahn. This went on. Oh, you got to see this guy. He's Jewish. <laughs> He's Jewish. He's good looking. I didn't want to be. Leave me alone. Don't fix me up. You know, you're gay. You go out with him. I don't care. Whatever. Leave me alone. So he said, all right. And, and I, I just turned it down. And they were also bothering me about, about Marshall Brickman. Oh, Marshall Brickman. Yeah. yeah. Funny guy. Do you want to tell people who Marshall Brickman Well, he co-wrote Annie Hall. Hello. And Ben just wrote Jersey Boys up for Broadway and yeah. lots of other things. A brilliant comedy I mean, writer. really. He did. And my mother... She was friends with his mother in the building. She said, we're going to fix you up with a guy named Marshall Brickman. I said, the name is wrong. (laughs) 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 And every week, that's all I heard, Marshall Brickman, Marshall Brickman. I said, I'd never want to hear that name again. I'm just not, well, how stupid was I? Well... In that was a bad move, a bad career. We want to get him here for this show, Marshall Brickman. <laughs> Tell him I'm ready now. <laughs> As we wrap it up, we're Marilyn, wrapping. Yes. We're wrapping. Oh. Well, we didn't want to make you sit this long. You said you couldn't sit a long time I, because of my back. Well, <laughs> very I do, do want to. People should get the book, but I do. <laughs> There's a tightness down there. <laughs> Get the acupuncture didn't fix. No, no. Then what? You want some water? I can feel water now. You get the water. You feel much better. (laughs) Gilbert will like this. Could you explain to Gilbert and to me Mm. what you were referring to on page one twenty by grabbing your fluffy? (gasps) (laughs) Okay, I'm interested. Going now. Uh, <laughs> have, uh, My son is leaving the room. <laughs> Elvis is leaving the room. Get, get out of Gilbert me. will be very intrigued by this. Get out of it. This I'm not talking about, Frank Santa. You can't talk about it. No. How come? They are going to have to buy they the book. They have to buy the book. Okay. To read the, that part. You, it's one of the funniest things in the book. It, well, you have to buy the book and go to page 120, folks. <laughs> Get this story. You know, this reminds me of there was a, a a novel many years ago, which I shouldn't say because it will date me, and I don't care. It was called Blackboard Jungle. Sure, oh, yeah, made it into a movie. A, brilliant. <laughs> 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 yes, but the point is this: Blackboard Jungle created a furor, especially in the schools, because on page seventy three they had the word nipple. It was in the book. (laughs) (laughs) And and people would go crazy. Will you leave the room, my son? You can't say nipple in front of him. He's 47. It 
doesn't matter. <laughs> a son is a son. He doesn't want to hear these things. Don't you know that children don't want to hear anything about parents' sexuality? Yes, of course, of yeah. course. Hello. Yeah. So, so that was it. And it's like, you just, it hits at the right. Now, nip, what's nipple today? Huh? You know, what? hey, it's nothing. Ice cream cone. It's like saying ice cream cone. Yes. Well, what's on page 120 is a all right, lot more all right, shocking than nipple. All right, all right, enough of this, enough. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you give us a hint? <laughs> Of what's on that page. Nothing. That's enough. That's the teaser is there. What do you want? Okay. They got to buy the book to hear oh, the story. It's called Damn How it. Not to Cook for the Rest of Your Life. It's a lot of fun. And it's on 129? Oh, 120. <laughs> Don't 120. read it now because okay. we're signing off. He's reading. Let them buy the damn thing. He's reading okay. right now. Amazon. Oh, it's Amazon. It's, it's on Amazon. Yes. And uh, This is Marilyn Michaels' How Not to Cook for the Rest of Your Life. With Mark Wilk, her very embarrassed son. <laughs> <laughs> who does a wonderful Woody Allen. Thank you, guys. Oh, it's, it's a joy to be back. Come back and tell us more dirt next time. Oh, I certainly will. <laughs> I, am with, I don't know. I'm very free with you guys. Can you give us Eliza Minnelli? <laughs> Mama! <laughs> <laughs> the great Marilyn Michaels... This has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing, colossal obsession. Thanks, guys.